Welcome to the teaching ministry of Steve Franklin. Steve's calling is to coach champions in the kingdom of God. Our prayer for you as you listen to this word of encouragement and instruction is that you'll be built up in your faith and encouraged to take the next step in your development as one of God's true champions. Here's Steve. We find out from the Word of God our, our passage today, and I didn't ask you to turn to it because if you don't know it by now after all these weeks, um, I have not done a good job. 2 Timothy 1.7, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. So let's say it together. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. One more time. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Pastor Jeremiah and I have been ministering for weeks and weeks and months now on the love of God, on the kingdom of God and how it operates how it operates in power and authority, how it operates in love. And today we want to focus on the mindset of the Spirit, a sound mind. What is a sound mind? It's a mind that is not running ragged. It's a mind that is not in chaos. It is a mind that is at peace and has, listen to this word, order. A mind where there is order. And that is the gift that the Lord would give us, not a spirit of fear, but a power of love and a ordered, peaceful mind. Well, how do we get that? Obviously, that comes from the mind of Christ, the Spirit of God. I want you to notice something here. In, uh, in, in fact, I want you to hold on to the Galatians 4 passage, and I think I'm going to be interrupted here and go to a different place. I want to go to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, I'll begin with verse 9 there. Eye has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God prepared for those who love him. Wow. God's got all kind of things is not even entered into your mind yet that he is prepared for you. I know the plans I have for you, saith the Lord, plans for well-being and not for calamity to give you a future and a hope. Those are the plans of God. But God, verse 10, has revealed them. Them what? I has not seen or ear heard the things which God has prepared for those who love him. God has revealed them to us through his Spirit. For the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, who indwells everyone who by faith have received Jesus as Lord, the Spirit searches all things. Yes, the Spirit searches the deep things of God. The Spirit of God is searching the very heart of Father God, the deep things that God has prepared for those He loves, and He desires to reveal them to us through the Spirit. For no one knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him. Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. Now we have received, not the spirit of this world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. God wants to show you all the things he has prepared for you. 
God wants to show you his plans for your well-being. God wants to show you and surprise you with all the things that are born out of the love of a, of a mighty Father's heart. But he does that through the Holy Spirit. You know, let's think about it like this. Now, uh, Buzz, uh, Jason, I know there's at least two lawyers in here. Let's look at some legal terms here. Let's think about it like this. Our Father God is the grantor of all the things out of, that comes out of his love and grace. He is the grantor, <laughs> the grantee, the one who receives all those things is Jesus. Jesus said, all things that the Father has are mine. But the beneficiary is the sons and daughters of the Lord. What the Father has grantored, given to the Son, is administrated through the agent called the Holy Spirit. So there's an agent that has to administer all the benefits of the grantor granted to the grantee, but granted on this life, in this world, by the Spirit of God to the beneficiaries. Everybody say, that's me. As a son and daughter of the Lord. Hallelujah. I could just go on home right now. <laughs> Somebody said, well, I could too. Well, just hold, hang on a minute. Spirit, by the Spirit of God. These things, look at verse 13, these things we speak. We speak the things of the Spirit. Not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but in the, what, what the Holy Spirit teaches. Comparing spiritual things, that is bringing spiritual things into spiritual words and thoughts. And look at verse 16. Who has known the mind of the Lord that he should instruct him? But we, believers, those of us who've been born again by the very person and presence of our Lord, we have... Right now, present tense, we have the mind of Christ. The Holy Spirit has the mind of Christ. The Holy Spirit has the very mind of Christ. Now, let's go back here to John chapter 16, and let's, let's see if that's in line with the words of Jesus. We know it is. John 16, let's see it for, for ourselves. John 16, Jesus, right before he left said to the disciples and saying to us through the Spirit. Verse 12, I have many things to say to you. You can't bear them right now. However, when the Spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit, when He has come, everybody say, and He has come. He will guide you into all truth. For He will speak. He will not speak. He will not speak on His own authority. But whatever he hears, he will speak. He will tell you things to come, and he will glorify me. The Holy Spirit always glorifies the Son of God, the Lord Jesus. He will glorify me, for he will take what is mine, Jesus, and declare it to you. He is going to get what belongs to me. What belongs to me? All things that the Father has. Hallelujah. Look at the verse 15. 
All things the Father has are mine, Jesus said. Therefore, I said, the Holy Spirit is going to take what is mine and declare it to you. The way you're going to legally receive it is the Holy Spirit is going to declare to you what the Father has given me. You think the Father's given the Son any power and authority? You think He's given Him any peace? You think He's given Him an intimate place with Father God, the right hand? You think He's given Him intercessory strength and encouragement? Do you think He will fight and defend His children? We have an advocate with the Father, our Lord Jesus Christ. Do you think the Father, do you think that the Father has given the Son any provision power for His children? My God shall supply all my needs according to what? His riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Every spiritual blessing in heavenly places has been given unto Jesus and unto those who are in Jesus. So we understand here that the Holy Spirit who indwells us as believers is taking what belongs to Jesus, glorifying Jesus, and declaring them to us. Don't be afraid to seek an intimate place with the Holy Spirit. Remember what Jesus said? He said, if you being evil know how to give good, good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? If you, if you ask for a fish, do you really think God's going to give you a serpent? If you ask for some bread, do you really think he'll give you a stone? How much more will he give you the Holy Spirit if you'll just ask him? We need a more intimate walk with the Holy Spirit. We need... To understand that he's the person of the Godhead. That he is the active agent of all that our Father has planned. All that Jesus has provided is in the person of the Holy Spirit living in the believer. Hallelujah. Don't be afraid to seek it, to press in and seek a more intimate place with the Spirit of God. Pastor, I don't, I, I don't know if... Uh, I don't know if that's uh, really for me. Well, now let's look at our Galatians passage here in chapter 4. <laughs> By the way, let's back up there in verse 29 of chapter 3. If you are Christ, if you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed. Do you belong to Christ? Well, then you're Abraham's seed. And heirs according to the promise. What promise? The promise God gave Abraham. That promise was not terminated at the end of the Old Testament or the end of the old patriarchs. That promise was not terminated. It was perpetuated through Jesus. Promise that in you all the families of the earth will be blessed. I will bless you and make you great. But pastor, what about all the, the, the sin that I've committed and all the violation 
of the Word of God because the blessings of God come through obedience. I got some good news for you, verse 13, chapter 3. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the violated law, having become a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. Why did he do it? Verse 14, that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Well, how do I get that? That we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. And Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for right standing, for righteousness. He begins with right standing with God. And it extends to the blessings that God wants for his children. Now let's go back there to chapter 4. Verse 4 says, And the fullness of the time had come. God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law. That is to totally live up to the law that had been violated by Adam and all who succeeded him. He was born of a woman born under the law to redeem those who were under that law that we might receive adoption into his family as sons. And this is not just masculine meaning just males. It means his children. And he sent forth, he sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, everybody say, into my heart. As a believer, the Spirit of God has been sent forth into your heart. Well, what's he doing? The Spirit of God is crying out, Abba, Father, Aramaic, Greek. The Spirit of God is in you as a believer right now. And you may have drowned it out his voice. You may have disregarded or you may have thought it wasn't for you. But I promise you that according to the Word of God, that God has sent the Holy Spirit into your heart as a believer, and He is crying out within you for a more intimate walk with the Father. The Spirit of God is crying out within you for more intimacy with your Father. Hallelujah. This Father who has all the, the provisions of His love and faith and grace available to His children. Crying out, Abba, Father. All right, turn back here to the left. Let's go to Romans 8. I want to see you. I want you to see that this is not some isolated passage that your pastor just pulled out of the air. Romans 8. The Spirit of God bearing witness in us as believers. What is he crying out for? Verse 15 Everybody look at it. Chapter 8 of Romans. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption. Why, what, what does it mean that I am adoption is a high and holy thing? It's how you got into the family of God. It's how I got into the family of God. We had to be born again out of the family of Adam into the family of God by the spirit of the Lord. Yeah. You did not receive the spirit of, of, of bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption by, by which we, what? Cry out. Abba, Father. 
How long has it been since in your heart of hearts you have cried out for more intimacy with the Lord? Almighty Father, I cry out, I want to I go more places with you. I want you to take new ground in me. I want to walk a new way. I want to have, to have the grace to put all of that mess behind me and walk in, in a new way with you. Father God, I don't care where you are today, if you will begin to join the voice of the Holy Spirit and cry out, Father God, Father, I want to know you more intimately. The Lord will honor that. The Lord will honor that. And little by little, you'll begin to see a more intimate place between you and your heavenly Father. And do you know what? The only reason you're still here on this earth is to be conformed into the image and likeness of God and to have a more intimate walk with your Lord. Amen. Let's go back there to verse 46. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are his children. And if we're children, then we're heirs. Heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. See, a lot of people don't want to read the last part of that passage. But you know, we're going to have to, we're going to, have to suffer some things that are not pleasant. And that is, if you pursue the, the, your father with all your heart, there's some stuff you're going to have to leave behind. There's some ways of thinking and there's some, some things of this world that are, that are not in the highest and best of God's plan for you. But the Holy Spirit will give you the desire and the ability to walk it out if you'll just trust Him. You can't do it on your own. You can't do it. But I guarantee you one thing, the Holy Spirit has the grace and the strength and the ability and the want to to do it. He can do it. Learn to cooperate with him. We're children and heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. Dean and I have a joint checking account. 50 years for us in December. How about that? That woman deserves the Medal of Honor. Let me tell you. Only time she's ever said amen in a service. <laughs> oh, and she even said amen and, and amen. Wow. I don't know about that one, Scott. <clears throat> what does that mean? That does not mean that half of what's in that account belongs to her and half of that belongs to me. That means... If I'm a joint heir, if I have a joint account, it means it all belongs to her and it all belongs to me. Do you know that the Father desires to bless you with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ Jesus? Hallelujah. He didn't get it for himself. He didn't need it. He got it for you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. We are joint heirs with Christ. Well, how are we going to know that? Through the counsel of the Spirit of God. 
Remember what we read in 1 Corinthians 2? All the things God has prepared for those, for those who love Him, things that eye has not seen nor ear heard, neither has entered in the heart of man. How do you know it? Through the Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit of God honors and glorifies Jesus. The Holy Spirit of God never speaks anything that is counter to or out of line with the Word of the, of the Lord. I've heard people say, well, we just, uh, we just know that God loves us and that means we can do this and have that. And uh, we know that since the Lord loves us, He just wants us to have anything and everything we want. So we know it must be the will of God. Well, if it violates the Word of God, it's not. That's not popular teaching nowadays, boys, but it's the truth. Mama. Well, so how do I begin to hear and see? If, if, the, if the Spirit of God is the administrator of the blessings of God, if, if the Holy Spirit of God is my path to intimacy with my Father, and if the Spirit of God is crying out within me to take new ground for more intimacy with my Father, to get to know Him more, what do I need to do? You need you need. To find out what he's saying. Through his written word, through the voice of the Holy Spirit, that rhema word, through prayer, through worship. You ever notice when you come in here and, and when there is praise and glory being given to Jesus as we corporately worship, have you ever noticed that something starts tugging on the inside of you? That's the Holy Spirit yearning for you. To step in a little closer to the Lord. It's a shame if we have if we don't have that. It is the it, it's the tugging, the draw of the Spirit. And it comes as we give glory and honor and praise to God. So you learn to hear the voice of the Lord more clearly as you get into a place of worship. As you get into praise, as you get into prayer. As you get into his word, as you join together with other believers, as you come around the word of God, as you fellowship with one another, as you get into prayer, it's important. God says, don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together. It is important. It is how the Holy Spirit ministers to us. Ask him. For his counsel. Ask him for greater revelation of it. Ask him to increase your ability to know the love of God. Oh my. The, the Spirit of God is poured out seeking more intimacy, and the Spirit of the Lord is pouring out something very vital in your inner man. It's connected to the very character of God. Romans 5, 5. The love of God's been poured out in your heart by the Holy Spirit. You're not going to be able to love people the way God wants us to love without an intimate walk with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will be your connection 
to God's grace, his patience, his kindness, his love, his mercy. The love of God is poured out in our heart by the Holy Spirit, Romans 5, 5. Oh, Lord, give me greater revelation of your love. Would you pray that for yourself? Give me greater revelation of your love. I want to receive greater revelation of your love, and I want to be able to give what I have received. I want to be able to give what I have received, the love of God. What does the love of God do? We've been studying it all these weeks, 1 John 4, 18, the love of God. There is no fear in love. Perfect love casts out fear. You want to walk free of fear? Ask for greater revelation of the love of God. You don't fear people you love. You don't fear outcomes when you, by faith, go before your Father and yield every result into His hands, knowing that He's got you. And if He's got you, He's got this. I said, he's got this. He's got this. The love of God. I want us to bow our heads together now, and I want us to do something a little different here today. And we normally just close with the teaching. But I want us to do something different in that I want you to have a decision time before you and the Holy Spirit of God. I want you to pray and ask the Lord, Abba, Father, I want you to cry out in line with what the Spirit of God is crying out within you for a more intimate relationship with your Heavenly Father who loves you. Don't determine how He feels about you based on your circumstances. Determine how He feels about you based on His Word that never changes. The circumstances you have today are subject to change. They're temporary. But the love God has for you is immovable and steadfast. And so today I want you to have just a a, a time of prayer where you'll ask the Lord to give you greater revelation of the Holy Spirit. Would you ask the Holy Spirit to take new ground in you? asking him to fill you asking him to fill you to be the Lord over your own mind, will and emotions and body seeking intimacy with him Pastor Jeremiah and I will be here to pray with you if you want some agreement prayer. You can settle this right there where you sit. In private and in, per, and in public. A new level of praise that breaks down all the, the walls of pride. That breaks down the, the walls of self-focus and just enables us to focus on the Lord. Not worry about what somebody else looks like or thinks. Grant it, Lord Jesus. Grant it, Lord Jesus. Holy Spirit, take new ground in all of us, your children. 
we yield to you our will. We want to go there in Jesus' mighty name. Oh, what a great church you are. What a great praise team we have. They're not trying to perform. They're worshipers. <laughs> Hallelujah. They're worshipers. And so are we. We'll have a great time next week. Pastor Jeremiah has a word for us. We look forward to seeing you. Go with God. He's going with you. You can access more of Steve Franklin's teachings online at www.sfmin.com.